Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning on this Tuesday. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for listening. We got you covered coast to coast. I'm in L.A. Tommy. Pretty Daddy to Celestino is in New York City. We're on the airwaves everywhere in between. If you want to call us, toll-free phone number, Tom Lancer, 855-212-4CBS. Twitter sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Tom's on there at Pretty Daddy CBS. Mike Florio is going to join us in about an hour. The dude who founded Pro Football Talk. We'll talk a lot of Monday Night Football, some of the things we've learned after a couple weeks. I've got a video game conundrum. Bryce Young, early in his career, but there are some hopefully learning curves going on, some growing pains rather than the alternative. Patrick Mahomes gets paid again. And an unlikely 2-0 team after last night's action. NFL power rankings. We got a surprise team that sneaks in there. We got buy. How's buy or sell? Give me an early preview. Good morning, Tom, of buy or sell in the second hour of the show. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. One word that would describe today's edition of buy or sell? Aggressive. Wow, an aggressive buy. Just like the guy who puts it together. Pretty daddy. <laughs> Good morning. Good commute. How's the weather in New York? What do I have what do I have to look forward to when I'm there next week? A little overcast this morning in New York City. Uh, I think between sixty five and seventy degrees. So pretty beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's not the sun's not out, but it's a little gloomy. But the temperature wise, it's pretty good. I I I am so excited about the one train. I love the subway. What are you rolling your eyes for? I love and I lived there for two years. It's not like I just love it as a tourist. I, lo- I love the subway. Who says that? Who loves the subway? People that like to listen to books or podcasts on their phone, you know, read some sports news, drink a coffee, stare at all the weird random people that are on there. That I like to do. That I enjoy. Good-looking people, people like me that aren't good-looking, uh, rich people, people like me that aren't rich, cool people, people like me that aren't cool. There's a whole range of us on there, Tom. There are always a lot of different people on the show. I got some sucker for Tommy coming up later in the show. We'll start here, though. Two Monday Night Football games last night. Referenced, teased a little bit, noted the Saints. I think a bad football team beat another 
bad football team, they're 2-0. But the game that really has, I think, the takeaways that may play out over the course of this year and several NFL seasons was the other. What a dumb idea to have two Monday Night Football games on the same night. And they're both bad. The other Monday Night Football game. Cleveland Browns against the Steelers. Divisional battle. Deshaun Watson in his first full season back trying to return to the form that got him nearly $250 million guaranteed from Cleveland. And here's the reality after a Steelers team, and let's, let's be fair, a Steelers defense won that game by themselves basically 26-22 over the Browns. Here's the reality. Deshaun Watson might be, and I don't know that he is, but he might be cooked, and I'm here for it. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. I'm not going to give you some hollow words about how I'm supposed to root for everybody and who wants to see people fail in second chances. I don't know, not really, the realities of what went down between Deshaun Watson and the many, many, many women who accused him of misconduct, but I've read enough and seen enough to know that I have a right to root against the guy, and I am, and I do. And by the way, it's not just me and whatever self-righteous drivel you think I'm giving you, if that's what you think, if that's what you think, that's fine. The National Football League, for very different reasons, are also rooting against Deshaun Watson. And really, it's rooting against the Browns and that organization and that ownership group, owner, who guaranteed all that money and changed the way that quarterbacks got paid and created a lot of problems for other owners. For me, it's not about that, though I understand why some teams want Watson to fail. And you might understand, whether you agree or don't agree, why I want Watson to fail. And while it's only two games and there's time to turn it around, what I saw last night, moment after moment, play after play, is that hope coming to fruition. We haven't made a secret of that here on the show. Told you when he got the deal. Told you when he got the opportunity. Told you when the Browns said, to hell with whatever accusations are out there. We're not just going to give him a chance. We're going to pay him life-changing, game-breaking, record-setting, how the business of paying quarterbacks altering money. When that went down, I wanted the guy to play every game the way he played last night. Let me back up a little bit. He's eight games into his return. Six games last year, which you can somewhat maybe chalk off to. He'd been out for a while. There is the stress of trying to return. There's both the physical rust of not playing in the National Football League for for a long stretch. And, and again, I'm not a sympathizer, but it doesn't mean there's not some sort of emotional rust that comes with just all the stuff he dealt with. Again, for me, don't care. Glad he had to deal with it think there's enough accusations there for me to be worried about that guy being out there playing football every day. But regardless, eight games, four wins, four losses, nine touchdowns, seven picks, has completed less than 60% of his passes, about 57%, and last night was the quarterback I want Deshaun Watson to be. And look, if you're listening in Ohio, I'm not hating on your city, I'm not hating on your organization per se, maybe the owner made that decision, I'm not hating on the Cleveland Browns. I say this a lot, but it doesn't make it less true. I'm from Iowa. That ain't Ohio, but I'm from that part of the country. I'm from the Midwest. But more importantly, my wife is from Ohio. She's from Lima. We've been on the air there before in the evenings. Her family are Browns fans. And if you're a Browns fan, I understand why you'd be pissed off at me right now. I get it. You have a right to be. You have a right to be mad at me. I would think you would recognize I have a right to not want Deshaun Watson to be successful. And this is one of those places we can't overlap. And I love what I saw last night. 22 for 40, which, by the way, right around 50%, 235 yards, had a touchdown, had a pick, flagged twice for unsportsmanlike conduct, 
grabbing the face mask of Steelers while running. One time, if you saw this, he didn't let go. I mean, it was some, some chippy and, I thought, panicky stuff. And we'll get into this with Mike Florio because I've watched this video ten times and I can't actually tell. But some controversy that maybe Deshaun Watson, when he was jawing it up with some Steelers after play, shoved an official. You're not supposed to do that. The contact looks minimal to me. It's hard for me to make out. But Florio was all over it. We'll talk to him about that. And there were, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think 31 fumbles last night, and Deshaun Watson had two of them. And that Steel, in fairness, that Steelers defense was extraordinary. And it is the same issue we see often at the start of an NFL season. How much of it is A, what we're witnessing, and how much of it is B? How much of it is, wow, Deshaun Watson is washed, at least for a record-setting, guaranteed dollars quarterback? And how much of it is that Steelers defense is maybe the best in the NFL and had a an extraordinary night. I know the Browns won in week one. I know they beat the Bengals, which felt like a good win, but now feels less good, especially with Joe Burrow edging toward injury and concerns about Cincinnati's season already. But the Deshaun Watson we saw last night was the Deshaun Watson we saw, I thought, in week one, which is a guy who looks like he's running in quicksand a little bit, who's operating in heavier gravity than everybody else. To say the game looks slow for him, I don't think does justice to what we're seeing. He looks like he's operating at 70% speed. The game seems normal speed. He doesn't. And I'm, I'm here for it. His athleticism, while there, looks a little stunted. You can see him trying to do things with his legs his body just can't accomplish. And again, some of that is a remarkable Steelers defense. He made some nice throws, including a nice throw in what was that aborted, unsuccessful attempt for a comeback at the end of the game. It was a one-possession game with a little bit of time left down the middle for a first down. He also had an overthrow that was the kind of overthrow that I might do if I was just trying to impress somebody with my arm and just threw it 50 feet over a receiver out of bounds. He doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. If he was a rookie, if Deshaun Watson were playing like this and he were Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or some kid three years from now is super athletic, we would say maybe the game is too much for him. He looks washed. And I'm here for it. Doesn't mean that he is. Maybe it takes a while to brush off some of the rust. It ain't going to be easier. That Nick Chubb injury looked brutal. I actually, this is just a rule. I refuse to watch it in slow motion. I refuse to watch it again. I thought credit the broadcasters for that. You can find it find it on social media. Or if you have a producer who wants to send you that stuff and try to trick you into clicking on it, that can happen too. I'm not watching it. I don't watch gruesome injuries. Happy to talk about athletes and whether they can succeed or fail. That's the job. That's the deal. I'm so tired of people who read the stuff that I write or listen to the things that I say, and thank you in both cases for being outraged when I criticize folks. Okay, I don't cover brain surgery. I'm not going after doctors who had a bad day. These are athletes who are supposed to win or lose. It's entertainment. We're going to talk about whether or not they entertain. Deshaun Watson's a little different. This is different for me than, say, Kirk Cousins not playing well or Baker Mayfield not playing well or well, any other quarterback you want to point. Justin Fields, I didn't want to go there, but I pulled it out, playing badly. There are reasons to root against Deshaun Watson. And after the game, after the loss, after the reality sunk in, that they're 1-1, their offense doesn't look particularly impressive, there will not be Chubb. He re-injured gruesomely, it, it appears. We don't have confirmation, but he re-injured that same knee that he hurt several years ago that we thought then would derail his career, it very well could end it now. It is awful. It also, from a tactical reality, means Deshaun Watson's going to have a whole lot less run game to rely on. Let me make this note, too. 
I thought it was really noteworthy yesterday that Deshaun Watson and the offense they ran was so run-reliant. They don't look like they trust Deshaun Watson the way you're supposed to when you pay a guy $230 million guaranteed. And after the game, after a lackluster performance, after the Steelers entered the fourth quarter down in the game, had negative seven total yards of offense and still found a way to win, Deshaun Watson tried to play the let's not panic card. I just got to just keep keep doing what I'm doing. Just keep trying to get better, 1% better each and every week. Um, you know, every week is different and things like that. So um, urgency to up my game. You know, I can't force the issue. I can't force any, you know, deep balls or, you know, throws, you know, things like that. I just got to keep trying to do what the, you know, the coaching staff is asking me to do. Um, going through my reads and, and checking it down when I need to and try to make plays with my feet. That's all I can can really do. Um, don't try to go outside and do what Nick Chubb is, is doing. You know, I can't, I can't do that. Let's try to put his failure in context because, again, I don't think the box score tells the story and the box score is pretty ugly. Deshaun Watson starts the game with a pick six, puts his team behind. Then, in the hole clearly overwhelmed by the Steelers' defense, and maybe, maybe just the National Football League in general, Deshaun Watson proceeds to be mediocre, inaccurate, flustered, unsportsmanlike, over his head, and at least, at minimum, at best, problematically inclined to push maybe an official. He fumbles multiple times, including a fumble that also leads to a touchdown for the wrong team. That's two scores Deshaun Watson created for the wrong side in a game that was decided by four. He was flummoxed. He was flustered. He was over his head. I I recognize the Steelers' defense might be part of the reason. They are part of the reason. They were absolutely extraordinary. That is one of the best defensive efforts I've ever seen from a team. I don't even think that's an overstatement. I'm sure I could think of some others, but T.J. Watt and crew... They are a wrecking ball, and they're going to make good offenses, outstanding quarterbacks, dangerous football teams, at times, look pedestrian. A washed, broken, no longer worthy of the money he's guaranteed quarterback, well, they're going to do to that guy what they did last night. And, and Kenny Pickett, I think, look, Pickett doesn't look great. He did not play well. He also seems overwhelmed. As I noted, he and the Steelers' offense, but he could not move the ball in that fourth quarter. And he recognized that he's got a secret weapon that makes everything okay when you're a quarterback that's struggling. Hats off to our defense, played unbelievable. Um, you know, we got the best player in the world, in my opinion, in, in 90, and 56 is close behind. You know, he's, he's unbelievable. So those guys did a hell of a job and, and, you know, happy that they're on our side. You got a defense like that, they make plays and, and put points up on the board and get those turnovers. It's, it's unreal as an offense to have that. You know, we want to return that favor, though. Um, you know, I feel like we, had, we let those guys out there way too long. There's things that we got to do a lot better offensively um, to also help those guys out. I mean, look, T.J. Watt, what a beast. That's 90, by the way. What a machine. And the thing about Watt that's so interesting is that is one of the better performances that we've seen from a defense. They turned over that Steelers team, or excuse me, that Browns team, again and again and again and again. They had two scores in a close game. They won the game and they won the fourth quarter. And still, T.J. Watt, his message in part was, 
we can be better. Splash. I mean, I think that's what we talk about is creating splash as a defense. I mean, Alex Highsmith played his absolute tail off tonight. Um, guys inside got incredible pressure. Larry O had a great game. Um, I just think we've really fed off the crowd, and I still think we can do a better job of of executing in those moments when the crowd is going absolute bananas like they were tonight. But uh, it wasn't pretty, um, but a win is a win. All right, so we gave the Steelers their flowers, and they deserve them. That defense deserves their flowers. But it also turns out Deshaun Watson might be a weed, and I love everything about it. They spent a lot of money to bring that guy into the fold. And at least so far, it is nothing but fear, mediocrity, turnovers, failure, and a great big worry that that contract is already a disaster. And you may say it's too soon, Ryder. Give him time. What are you talking about? It's early. We haven't done that for Russell Wilson. Hasn't been that much longer. And Russell Wilson's contract was only problematic in the sense of, oh, maybe he's not very good. There wasn't a moral compromise that had to be made to bring in Russ. There was for Deshaun Watson. And that makes every failure even more poison fruit. And I'm here for it. The Browns deserve it. Deshaun Watson deserves it. He may turn it around, but I sure as hell hope he doesn't. And I'm loving every moment of the way he's playing, however long we have it. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. All right, another quarterback struggle to Monday Night Football. Different game, different stage in their career. Got some perspective on Bryce Young. Mahomes gets paid, and I go on a dad journey that makes me feel stupid. It's all happening next year on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Writer Than You. Do you like cheese? Uh, <laughs> I like grilled cheese. I do. You know what is my grilled cheese um, cheat code? Grilled cheese dipped in ketchup is a game changer. That sounds so gross. It's so good, dude. It does, it's not gross. It's... Somebody said that about peanut butter and chocolate once. Oh, it's disgusting. The chocolate, the peanut butter. And then you do it, and it's just, it is fireworks of culinary joy going off in your brain. On CBS Sports Radio. By the way, a little update to that. I didn't even realize we have a secret, top secret email thing that goes to one of our bosses, David Marinick, and he forwarded me, are you on there, Tom, an email from one of our listeners? I saw it. Who pointed out how much I like mustard, which is true. I didn't know I've shared that, but apparently I have. And how I should try mustard and ketchup with the grilled cheese. Now, I'm not a big mix the mustard and ketchup guy, but I might rock. I'd have to do a separate mustard pile and a separate ketchup pile, and then I can double dip. Or maybe just go mustard. I'm honestly sitting here getting queasy listening to you say that. They're both gross. They're both equally gross. I like ketchup. Ketchup and grilled cheese sounds disgusting. It's I so hate good. mustard. I you hate mustard. I hate mustard. It doesn't. I don't care what kind. Spicy mustard, flavored mustard. It's just all the, gross. Like the French's, the straight yellow. Yeah, just like the smell alone gets me. 
It's so good. I could eat it. I could just eat it like a spoonful of it. Yeah, you look really gross. Yeah, you look gross. That's so gross. Mustard is like Bryce Young. It may at the beginning feel problematic, but if you give it some time, it has the potential to change your life for the better. No? (laughs) That's an all-time transition there. I'm just telling you. You're like, I don't think so, but if you just stick with it, Look, I, let's be let's we're adults, okay? I like beer. I like bourbon. I didn't like those things the first time I drank them. My thought was, what's all the fuss about? Same with mustard. I still don't like bourbon. And Bryce Young, really? I'm not. You said we're both adults. I don't know that I am. Like I, I'm married. I have a child, but I don't know that I'm an adult. What is the bourbon you're drinking when you're drinking bourbon? Probably the lowest level. Whatever that lowest level yeah, is. Yeah, you're drinking the wrong stuff. Yeah. Are we really going out for a drink on Monday? Yes, and please don't make me drink bourbon. I'm not make you drink anything, but if you want me to purchase you a bourbon that tastes good, I will I will purchase it for you. Don't do that. Don't waste a purchase on me because regardless of how high end it is, it's it's going to be lost on me. You know what? How about we get you I don't know what your beer of choice is. I'm a bud man, but whatever. Get you like a little lager, a little beer. You're not a fancy IPA guy, are you? <laughs> I'm not fancy anything. Uh, good. And we get you a little bourbon to go with it, and then we get you like a spoonful of mustard. And we just expand your horizons. <laughs> a spoonful of mustard. They sell all kinds of stuff, street vendors in New York. Why aren't they selling grilled cheese? Like I've never I've never thought of this before, but why don't they sell grilled cheese? I'd spend five bucks on a good grilled cheese. That's the best idea you've ever had. I love your sports takes. That is the Solely the best take you've ever had. I don't know. They could take all my money. I would buy grilled cheese from street vendors in New York City multiple times per week. We could make a fortune if we started a grilled cheese street vendor operation. For real. (laughs) You ready for this? I think so. And you ready? My name's Bill. Bill Cheese. (laughs) Now I'm not ready. (laughs) It's not. It's too far. It's too much. Turning back to the clear uh, connection of Bryce Young being mustard, it doesn't feel right yet. It may grow on you. I, I'm just here's the thing: has he looked bad? He yes, he's 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 looked bad. Would it be extremely worrisome if you were a Panthers fan, given the fact that he looks overwhelmed? And we've seen plenty of quarterbacks fail, especially those taken with the number one overall pick. That is far from a bulletproof reality. Yes, that would that would bring about the same queasiness in those fans that apparently Mustard brings about in Pretty Daddy over here. But it's early days. Most quarterbacks struggle early on. And I know that the comparison I'm about to make has a bunch of other caveats, but Trevor Lawrence was a disaster his entire first year, largely. And I think we're in agreement that he's likely to have a very successful career. You could turn these things around. It was also, and this happens, your quarterback who's drafted with a number one overall pick or a highly drafted quarterback like some of his contemporaries in this past draft, Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, you're going to be in a bad football team usually. That's how they drafted you. That's how the draft works. And so you're going to have a bunch of problems on that team, including likely, most likely, the ability for that team to protect you. Bryce Young was sacked four times. He threw for a buck 50, I think, a buck 53 or a buck 54. They finished that game with just 239 yards of total offense, and they lost to a Saints team who are 2-0 that it's still hard to believe are good. Are good. It, it's, it's hard to get my mind around. Maybe they are. And, and Derek Carr is nothing if not a consistently 
grinding, low-key winner. And this Saints team isn't just the best defense they've had in a really long team. They've held opponents to 20 or fewer points in 10 straight games. It's their first 2-0 start since 2013. If you believe the Saints are relatively interesting or could be better than advertised, the defense we're going to turn to, and if the defense is good, and it is, it will be the best defense Derek Carr has ever had in his career, full stop. So there's some caveats there where maybe losing to the Saints by a possession while your quarterback tries to figure it out actually isn't as bad a loss as it feels like, but it doesn't seem good. And I, I did not watch the entirety of that game. Now, you can, you can, you can, you can ask Diesel. I tried. I was watching it for a while. What did I send you? Basically, this is trash? Was that the, the general text? You went trash, and I said it's like watching paint dry. I have two TVs. Fancy. I turn one of them off. Like, how? That's how bad. Like, I just, I can't. I, I, I can't do this. I'm not writing off Bryce Young yet. It's going to take a while. The game does look way too fast for him. He does look overwhelmed. It's not surprising. And there are going to be several weeks, not just this one, where he's going to have to come to a podium after playing badly and have to explain what's going on. You try to build on positive things, but, you know, it, it's not you know it's not going to carry over for any points on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, just like any week, there's good and bad. You know, you want to obviously correct the bad, get that cleaned up, and then there's there's positive stuff that you know we can we can look at and, and try to continue to build off of. It's early days. Uh, I'm going to circle back to the mustard and, and uh, grilled cheese update because my my better half, my wife, is listening. Lori got a, a new job, and so her schedule is different, and now she's listening a lot for better or for worse. <laughs> You've never been to London, right? You know, but everything's better in England. Uh, I've never. That's nah, not no. entirely true. Most, th- many things are better. Not everything. I forgot this. We took our kids there long when we lived in New York. There's a Princess Diana playground, which, by the way, my kids are too old for it now. Probably, it's the greatest playground on the face of the earth. You have to wait in line to get in there, but it's free. It has a Never Never Land uh, ship, and my son, you can it has you can climb to the top of the mast. There's nets. Or, it, it is the greatest playground ever, and they sell grilled cheese there. I forgot about that. So they do it in England. Also, Lori just sent me a little. There's a French's mustard beer you can buy. Now that sounds disgusting. Ugh. But if I paid you fifty dollars to chug it, would you do it? Fifty bucks? Yeah. To chug the whole thing, not just to take you, a sip. Yes. Yeah, I do it for fifty. Bucks. Okay, if I find that, I'm out fifty bucks. I'm just gonna. I wonder if I can write that off on my on my taxes. <laughs> yeah, fifty bucks. I'm in. It looks really disgusting. It I like sounds mustard. disgusting. Um. Very quick, there are many journeys in the world. There's journeys to get mustard beer. There's journeys to try to become a quarterback in the National Football League like Bryce Young is experiencing. I finally caved in. I'm either a really good dad or more likely a pretty bad dad and decided to let my kids get a video game console. Haven't let them have it. All their friends have it. And one of my kids pointed out it was pretty smart what a hypocrite I was because I played video games all the time when I was a kid. I mean, I had it, right? Play some Madden. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 3, classic, never lost in Goldeneye, blah, blah, blah. It's been a minute, though, Tom. And I went to buy a, a console, and I felt like an idiot asking questions of the people <laughs> at the sales place. Now, do you, do you plug this into the Internet? So we went to the Xbox. Are you a video game guy? This is not going to surprise you. At no point in my life was I a gamer. Yeah, now, you're... Uh, contemporary, Stuart Kovacs, who is here every other day and will be here, I think, after <laughs> you, who works on uh, Rome and, and Maggie and Perloff, he plays video games 22 hours a day. He Big was gamer. my go-to. Big he helped me, though. Gamer. 
He was my gamer guru. Now, did you not come to me because you pegged me as like I never played video games before in my life? Or are we just not friends on that level? Largely because you don't take my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. <laughs> Can I tell the people the bit I've been doing with you and how funny I find it? Yeah. Sure. So Tom and I talk a lot during the morning and obviously on this show. And then we sort of normally would just go our separate ways, right? We might text a little bit. I've started calling Tom incessantly after the show, spread over several hours, multiple times with, hey, man, we never talk. How's it going? And then and you get so awkward and uncomfortable. But you got to give me my credit. I know you're calling as part of this bit, and I have picked up your phone call every single time. What if I'm not calling? What if I have a real thing to call you about? Uh, that's why I pick up the phone. You have to give me credit because while you think I've done it a lot, you don't know the urge to call you every 20 minutes for eight hours and to call you late at night when you're sleeping and just leave you messages as part of the bit. I commit to bits. I love when I pick up the phone and you already can't help yourself and you're already laughing before you even get a word out. My favorite is, hey, man, been a long I believe yesterday I called you then called you back 10 minutes later and just went, hey, man, it's been a long time. How's it going? <laughs> long time, no talk. <laughs> and you try to get off the phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. go. No, like, no, man, I want to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got some work to do here. It's also true. I could call you six times in a day, like I have been for this bit, and you won't, you don't have anything to say, or won't share any information about yourself. <laughs> no, I, I don't have anything to say. What's? Can't wait to go get a beer with you and sit in gloomy silence. I'm really hoping, like last time, there's a sociable bartender, so I have someone to visit with. <laughs> Me too. He's really gonna make up for my lack of social skills. Very quickly here, uh, Patrick Mahomes got paid. He got a reworked deal. It's not like it's a new deal, and this this was expected. I bet he takes his phone. I bet he takes phone calls from the folks in Kansas City, but he answers that phone. You think Andy Reid just checks in? I bet he does. I think he seems going. like a good dude like that. I'm a good dude like that. I Mahomes, agree. Mahomes already takes his phone call. All right, he's going to, Mahomes, have 200 and just about 11 million between 2023 and 26 as part of this reworked deal. That is the most money in the NFL in its history over a four-year span. All of that money is guaranteed. He's going to average just under $53 million per year. 52.6 is the exact amount over those four seasons. It's not quite as much as the Joe Burrow deal, which averages $55 million per year. And there's an agreement in place here that, that the Chiefs and Mahomes will revisit the agreement after 2026. Remember, this guy was the highest-paid player, what, a couple, maybe three years ago when he signed that 10-year extension worth $450 million. And this is about, I'm going to be honest, Tom, I, I, good for them, good idea, cool for Mahomes. Why? He's really going to leave if you don't, if he's, I mean, I don't understand why you give him the extra. Honestly, you don't make enough, I mean, whatever, I'm, I'm happy for Mahomes. People's feelings are this sensitive that if you, they're not the highest paid guy or near it, they're going to leave in four years? The biggest takeaway for me for this was this is why they didn't pay Chris Jones a mega contract. They had yeah. this in the weeds for Patrick Mahomes, and I think they're playing this right. Like, they have him under contract until 2031. Okay, he's not going anywhere. And every three or four years, we'll look at it again. Hey, if you're still the best quarterback on the planet, we'll pay you as such. That's exactly right. What is interesting about Mahomes' inevitable longevity, health allowing with the Chiefs, is I don't think it's a guarantee that Andy Reid is going to be coaching the team for the entirety of his career. And it will be fascinating to see what Mahomes looks like under somebody else. 
and how happy he is if that somebody else doesn't work out for a season. I mean, they have some hiccups on a regular basis with, with, with Kansas City. I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. They haven't been impressive. They lost the first week. They won, but it wasn't a great game against the Jags. What, 17-6? to 6? 17 points is not an overpowering amount for that offense in Week 2. And if it were some other guy coaching in place of Andy Reid, I think people would be saying the sky's falling. For whatever reason, there's a there's a mighty Casey. I I hated that cartoon when I was a kid. Now I'm I'm into I'm into it as a comparison. The mighty Casey striking out, taking it for granted. Only Mahomes hits a home run when it's 0 and 2, and everyone thinks he's going to swing and miss. Mustard beer, buddy. Gross on every level. Grilled cheese. You don't like build cheese, huh? People may won't know what it is. Grill need a grilled cheese name. Yeah, I think it leaves too much to interpretation. I didn't realize how good food could be out of some of those vending realities And when I moved to New York. I thought it would all be gross. Some of it's extraordinary. Food trucks. Some of it is excellent. Some of it is as gross as you would think. Do you know he eats at one? I don't know if it's every day, but when I'm in New York like next week, I often see Mike Samter, who produces Maggie and Perloff, at a food truck up the street. Big food truck guy. Mike spares no expense when it comes to lunch. He tries a new food truck or a new restaurant almost, I would say, twice a week. So he's the opposite of you. Because you're eating like ham sandwiches from home, right? Yeah, I don't like to try new things. All right. I'm going to take you out for, for, for some mustard beer, and we're going we're gonna to get into it. Uh, uh, we have a riveting, complicated, controversial, and 100% correct NFL power rankings coming up. You will be surprised by at least one of these teams, and we'll unveil that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Writer Than You. If you're listening to the show, Tom can speak on the air. He can also speak secretly in my ear. I thought you whispered, shut up. I was like, (laughs) what is he talking about? I saw you make that strange face. Was he talking to me? Shut up. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Got it, boss. On CBS Sports Radio. Do you know who doesn't want me to shut up even though he's a Browns fan? Aaron on Twitter. Aaron Rowe tweets it at me, sports writer. I'm a lifelong Browns fan and want nothing more than to see Watson fail. Worst signing in history of sports. So that is a... Maybe hyperbolic statement in the past, or, or correct if you're making an assessment that's not based on football. Now, it might just be true based on football, Tom. If Deshaun Watson is not great, if he is mediocre or worse, it will be one of the worst contracts in the history of the sport, given the fact that every dollar is guaranteed for a very long time. Would his failure with that contract be enough to reset the quarterback market where this wasn't the norm moving forward? Yeah, I think, what's the expression? I got one wrong yesterday. I said hand on the tiller, and I said it was a farming thing, and one of the guys pointed out that it's a sailing thing. And as soon as I said it, I thought, wait, I don't think that's true, even though I come from a farming background. So I'm a horse is out of the barn. It's not the goat's out of the barn, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Close the barn door after the horse out of the barn, I think is where that comes from. I think maybe the goat's out of the barn, Tom. Got it. Okay. All right. The piglets have left the barn. You ever been to a farm? Uh, no, no. Not like a conventional farm that you would think of. No. Got it. I think it may be a little too late. 
Mahomes guaranteed money. Burrow guaranteed. There's just so much guaranteed money out there. But but maybe it pushes back against the inevitability of every dollar being guaranteed. And I think whatever Patrick Mahomes gets can be not necessarily what other teams are expected to pay their quarterbacks, given maybe the argument you can make that Mahomes is not like any other quarterback certainly playing right now. And Brian Williams, and I don't think the former newscaster, but I don't actually know, tweets at us, when you go out for your drink with Pretty Daddy CBS, order him a virgin rum and coke. Ha 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 what was I mean, that? come on. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. It doesn't need to be on that level. I'm going to buy you a bourbon and a beer. And a mustard. Let's do um, NFL Power Rings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. The Kansas City Chiefs, baby! Let's go! Almost put them on last week and they lost their opener. Weird game against Jacksonville. You watched it like I did, Tom. What did you make of Kansas City? For me, it was Sleeping Giant. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I mean, look, Travis Kelsey, first game of the season, caught a touchdown pass, but the offense just didn't look right. Like, I don't... It wasn't a case of, like, something's broken. It almost looked like this is going to take a week or two longer for them to get this thing humming again. There are no receivers on that team. It it is an interesting test of whether or not you need wide receivers of any level of excellence when your quarterback is amazing. And you've seen a lot of drops, which I think is guys understanding the pressure they're under. That, That is the one caveat. But holding Jacksonville to six points is a really impressive accomplishment for that Chiefs defense. They still have Patrick Mahomes. You noted Kelsey's back. Chris Jones is back. This is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs team that we expected. It's early days, and I think it's likely that fifth will be the lowest they'll be on the most celebrated power rankings on earth. Number four. So, it's with reluctance. Every year, I put the Cowboys somewhere reluctantly. Every year, people get angry. It is ridiculous. So good every year. They flame out toward the end of the season. They're not impressive in the playoffs. They're a paper tiger, which is a great expression. I understand that one, Tom. It's a tiger that's made of paper. It's easy to (laughs) defeat paper. Fire, water, just crinkle it up. It's not really a a tiger. It's a paper tiger. But the Cowboys have looked really, really good. They have outscored opponents by, you ready for this? 60 points. Combined two games, those two wins, 70 to 10. The offense looks good. The defense looks exceptional. They have not really been tested. But at least for now, they belong on this list. Number three. You might be a little surprised I had this team this low. And and, and maybe it's a little bit of NFC bias and the, the reality of, of who they played. But I've got the Eagles here at 2-0. I think the offense has looked worrisome. I think Jalen Hurts has looked slightly disconcerting. And it may be unfair. It's not like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is setting the world on fire. So if you're holding the same standard, it's give it time. I just have more confidence in the surety of Mahomes than I do in Jalen Hurts and that, that Eagles offense. 
but they're still 2-0. They've won those games. They have played really impressive defense. They are a talented football team, and they're likely, especially, again, still, we think, in an NFC that's not very deep, to be among the best on that side of the equation this year in the NFL. Number two. I know it's a close football game, and I know it's sort of a weird... Can you have a man crush on an entire team? Is that is that an expression? Oh, uh, that's allowed. Yeah. Dolphins, man. I am a believer in the Miami Dolphins. And I think that they have not even remotely approached what their ceiling can be. And I know that they've won both games by a combined nine or ten points. They've been in two close football games. But I think the offense can be better. And I think the defense is going to vastly improve. And it did. The defense make a huge jump from week one where Tommy there could have run all over the Dolphins' 473 rushing yards to a, to a much better performance in week two. Vic Fangio, as we've discussed, as the defensive coordinator. He's going to get that thing right. I, I think the Dolphins at 2-0, and having won a couple close games, showed their medal in those situations, is actually going to get incrementally better every single week. Number one. The Chicago Bears. That's a joke of myself. I hate No, it's it's the, it's, the, it's the Niners. And I think we suspected and thought, all of us, that they had the potential to be extraordinary. The question was Brock Purdy. And the answer so far is Purdy is legit. That what we saw last year at the end of the year and that run in the postseason up until he got hurt is who he is. And, Tom, if I can make a comparison – Nick Foles has had some amazing runs at the end of years and in the postseasons, including the one that culminated in the Eagles winning the whole thing. But I don't think anybody, after Foles got some chances after he left Philadelphia, I don't think anybody believes that Nick Foles was a legitimate 16-week, now it's 17-week starting quarterback in the National Football League. It can happen. You can get in a zone. You can get in a rhythm. You can have a really good defense. You can be a guy that's a, that's a closer, even if you're not the dude that should be there for the whole marathon. And I was worried that Purdy might be some version of that. It's two weeks in, but I don't think he is. I think he is absolutely the real deal. Honorable mention. So I feel like maybe the Ravens deserve a little more love here. They are 2-0. They have a, a head coach who knows how to win. They have a defense that I think is going to be pretty impressive. I just, I'm worried about, I'm worried about Lamar Jackson. I am worried that he is not going to be very good this year. I am worried about his turnovers and his lack of, of sharpness. Now, we, we, we know that guys don't play in the preseason. We've talked about the fact that often it leads to slow starts at the quarterback position. That's been true for a lot. It's been true for Trevor Lawrence. It's been true for Patrick Mahomes. It's been clearly true for Joe Burrow. It's been a little banged up. You just go down the list, but there's just something about Baltimore offensively that has me a little bit nervous. Better luck next time. I'm going to put Jacksonville on here. I still think, Tom, that that's a really good football team. The Chiefs are a tough team to play. They've basically played their opponents even so far this year. If you look at net points, I'm a believer that their ceiling is much higher than most other teams. At least you tried. That's for the Bears, and that's a barely try. I'm just going to put them in every time. I hate them so much. I see what you did there. Barely trying. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I hate it. We can I stop like on. that. Do the Bears draft a quarterback if they go 2 and what do we do the math here? 15. They have to. Yeah, absolutely. They have to, right? Yes. And then you're going to have a Fields Day with Justin. Ooh. See what I did there? You're on fire with your Trying Chicago Trying to cheer Bears. myself up. It didn't, it didn't work. Mike Florio is a great guest. He is the guy behind pro football talk. You see him on NBC Sports coverage of the National Football League. And he's going to talk to us about Deshaun Watson and other things from the NFL next here on CBS Sports Radio.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.